Okay, I'm recording. Um, oh man, I wish I had a better cold open than what I have right now, which is absolutely nothing. I was going to do something about like powdered milk or something like that, but I know that would be wrong. And then that uh, made me think of uh, canceled radio shows, and that's that's wrong. And um, you know, so uh, I have nothing. I have nothing funny to say, which probably isn't different than than what I usually have to say. Why don't you just sing one of your little songs that you make up? Oh. Would you name your kid Miriam? Oh, what what have I been singing? Oh. <laughs> Sing it. That's Pick, great. Pickles in a jar. Sure. <laughs> I got myself a pickle. No, no. It was like, I got myself some okra. Yes. And, and I got a barrel. Then I got yes. some zucchini and I put it in some water. <laughs> got it. Some salty stuff. <laughs> Remember the salty stuff? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I think it's brine. Yeah, something like brine. <laughs> That's my middle name. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Grandma Sally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to the sandwich board, everybody. That should you should always hold open with a, one of your silly songs. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was. <laughs> I even had something for the, uh, the 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 chorus. Something, uh, something about uh, uh, I don't know. I got pickles in a jar, something like that. That's how Porky Pig would do it for for you introducing yourself. <laughs> The origins of the pickle bandit. They really have nothing to do with that, but okay. Oh, they have nothing to do with that. Hey, everybody. I am the pickle bandit. Now I'm bandita. And we're here with intern Mike. Hey, intern Mike. Hello. And uh, yeah, uh, we got a really great uh, show for for you this week. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about, uh, of course, Pokemon Go and uh, our better late than never. Uh, review of the Sylvester Stallone film Cobra. 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 Miriam. Not just a, uh, not just for teachers who got fired. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Cobra. <laughs> it's for anyone that gets <laughs> fired. Like, aged out of the system. Good point. <laughs> um, yeah. We're also here. Oh, by the way, just to let you know. Uh, the sandwich board is being uh, recorded in front of a live studio audience, and the live studio audience is uh, is intern Star. Hello. <laughs> so uh, she's going to laugh at her jokes, and then she's going to pretend to laugh at the jokes that are too mature for her, and then she's going to 
not laugh at the jokes that are too immature for her. So it has to be right at her demographic. So that's that's the kind of everything else is cringe. Yep, everything else. Everything else is cringe. Um, all right. You probably can't hear me right now, but still, I'm talking. Yeah. Without so without any uh, further ado, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, our segment called "This Week in Pokemon Go." What? <laughs> this week in Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. I play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. I play Pokemon Go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's been a rough week. It has been a rough week for the whole world. What about Pokemon No? Pokemon No. So where were you? My question, where were you on August 5th? What were you doing? What were you doing on the night of August 5th? I was working. Not playing Pokemon Go. Not playing Pokemon Go. I was playing video games. And and Pokemon Go is not a video game. It is a lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, That's what Niantic would like you to, uh, would like you to think. I was playing video games on my Switch. Um... So, okay, so, so there's been uh, an uproar, uh, there's been a lot of complaining, and there's been a lot of fanaticism. You're going to have to explain this for the layman okay, again. Okay, once again. So, as I, as I, as I, uh, I'm sorry, I mentioned this in the, in the last episode, but what happened is Niantic pulled back their, uh, you know, their uh, pandemic uh, rules, their bonuses. So, which means that if you want to get any kind of, uh, you know, items for the game, you actually have to get close to the Pokestops, which is a kind of a location that's GP, that's a GPS point. Um, during the pandemic, they made it about 80 meters away from the point, but now they've, uh, now that the pandemic is totally over, they're going to, they've shrunk it down to it's a pre pandemic 40, uh, meters in diameter. And a lot of people are upset because of course, not everybody lives in the United States and, you know, Pokemon go is kind of played all around the world. And some countries are in the soup a lot deeper than we are. And also there's accessibility issues, right? There are some people that have mobility issues that were, are really upset saying, wow, Pokemon Go got really fun and I was playing it and I was actually spending real money. There are some people who during the pandemic started playing Pokemon Go during the pandemic and they did not know anything else, right? So this is like a change for them, right? So um, there was an online reaction. And so we came to uh, August 5th, which, you know, a lot of um, fans were uh, begging people, hey, don't play Pokemon Go that day. So they called it Pokemon Don't go to school tomorrow. Don't go to school tomorrow. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, we're gonna walk out of lunch. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk out during lunch. Um, I think it hit us especially hard because there is a gym probably exactly 80 meters outside of our <laughs> house's range. Um, 
So, you know, we used to be able to get into it no problem anytime, which was very helpful in our battle against the uh, the spoofers, people that cheat to get into any gym that they want. Uh, very helpful for that. Now, not so much. We have to find little tricks and uh, schemes to get into that gym. Uh, or we could just walk out of the house, walk about 20 feet in one direction and uh, do something there. But, you know, that's kind of difficult at, like, 3 in the morning when the gym gets taken. By a spoofer. Yeah. So the person didn't even come out. Like, they didn't even have the temerity to come out here at 3 right, in the morning. Right, It's not like they're driving in their car and they're kind of caravanning, you know, in front of our place, in front of the, the, the gym, and, you know, putting Pokemon in there. No, they're using, uh, you know, they're using apps to, to, to do this. And um, Basically, the spoofing yeah. is they're using an app that tricks Pokemon Go to think that you are in a location that you are not in. So therefore you can get into any gym all over the world. Why doesn't the app store ban these yet? Um, you know what? They're not as thorough as they could be. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, there's always apps out there that, you know, kind of go beyond under the recognition of uh, Pokemon Go and what if we compared it to Emperor's New Groove no I don't you know what write a paper save that for when you're writing your English papers okay (laughs) we're gonna write about Emperor's New Groove yeah compare and contrast isn't that what he's doing critical thinking right he's gotta compare contrast and there you go rinse repeat Emperor's New Groove I swear if you if you try and correlate the lost puppy with the industrial revolution I'm just going to snap. Can I equate the lost <laughs> puppy with uh, Sylvester Stallone's puppy dog eyes when he's getting like chewed out by his he was like a he was highly, highly specific. Are we recording? Yeah, we are recording. Oh. So <laughs> we have to. We're talking about Poke- Pokemon. Well, we're still talking about Pokemon Go. So where were you on August 5th? So where were you on August 5th? Did you did you open up the app? I will say for me personally, it was very hard not to open the app because in the back of my mind, I always think, oh God, the gym's being taken. It's almost like um, uh, a very promiscuous uh, housewife that I'm always like thinking like, am I being cheated on? That's what the gym feels like to me personally. Wow. Um, I happen to know that you don't have real life experience like that. So I don't know why that would be a comparative to you. Yeah. Wow. You've watched a lot of reality TV. Yeah. Too Seriously. Much. Uh, right. Uh, so I will admit, I will freely admit that out of habit, one, I got out of work, right? I opened up the app because I have a gym across the street from where I work. And also I have a Pokestop right in range of where I park. And I stopped, I put on the brakes, you know, really hard. And I just closed it and I said, Oh no, now they know, they know Niantic knows that I opened it up, but I think I did it more out of habit than, than anything, but I didn't touch it for, I actually have not touched it since the fifth. Um, I have not played at all. I never touch it. I don't really like it. Well, then that really doesn't count then as a protest. You're not protesting. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. You weren't on there before. I'm gonna protest this brand of beer. 
Now, I want to say the really messed up thing that Niantic did was right after Pokemon No Day, they decided to release a bunch of region-exclusive Pokemon. And uh, for those of you that don't know... Yeah, and Shinies too. For those of you that don't know, Pokemon Go being a global thing, there are certain Pokemon that you can only get depending on where you are in the world. Like Like, where you live. Yeah, like in America we have this, in Australia they have that. But now we're able to get a lot of these region-exclusive Pokemon. So it's really messed up that they're, like, trying to lure us back in. And I will tell you what's... I did not know that. You know what's even messed up about it? It's not fair to the people who, you know, paid their $5 for GoFest so they could have access to those other uh, Pokemon, right? That just a week or two, two weeks later that they're just giving it out for free. I didn't think we got that much special during GoFest, actually. No. You know, I think the shiny yeah, rate was up because I caught a couple shinies. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it, Niantic doesn't seem to be listening. They're being really stubborn about it. It's They're tone deaf. Yeah, pretty much. They said, hey, Pokemon Go, it's all about getting out there. It's about exploring the world. It's about getting in touch with, you know, new places. And right now, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. You know, some of the world is safer to explore than others. You're right. It's kind of like someone promising they're going to stay still and quiet for an hour and then not being able to do it. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, so uh, with the, with that in mind, uh, we're going to segue out, and so that has uh, been uh, this week in Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go every day. I play Pokemon Go. Pokemon No. <laughs> this week in yes. Pokemon New. Okay, all right, so uh, because, because, because we're talking about... A better than late than never review but we're gonna do just a real quick because it's what you wanted it's because what you need it's because you crave it it's you like, gotta have it it's the thing that plants crave you love it come on uh, you love we it we have to talk about you the the james it. gun vehicle the suicide squad not to be confused with Suicide Squad, which is not to be confused with the Sinister Squad, which was the direct to uh, streaming. No one knows about uh, that film. but you. I am the only one that knows about that mock bluster, bluster, buster, and uh, it's on Tubi though. So I think Tubi is like the home. If you want to for... watch one of those? I know a robot movie you could watch. <laughs> Transmorphers. Transmorphers. Transmorphers was great. What you see is what What'd you, you get. get. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like really bad, like junior high level CGI robots <laughs> in a plot that has nothing to do. <laughs> Point and click level. <laughs> See, that's like that's one of the movies that really make me question why people think that like the moon landing was CGI. <laughs> like, dude, that was the '60s. Like, look at CGI in like 2003. Like, ooh, right? They had oscilloscopes back in uh, you know 1960, 1969, folks. Uh, you know, Transformers. What you see <laughs> is what, what you get. get. And, so the mock blust bluster. I cannot say that word right this week. It ain't happening. Mockbuster? 
Yeah, Mockbuster. You know, those similarly named direct-to-video. It's like a Nojito. Yeah. No alcohol in it. Movies. All the flavor. Try to trick you into to watching it. You know. The Incredible Bulk. The, incre- <laughs> the Incredible Bulk. I love that movie. <laughs> Wait, did you guys know that that episode, that, that faded episode of The Love Boat with the exotic dancer was called The Incredible Hunk? <laughs> Wow. Because if you didn't, you do now. We, we, uh, you know, one of these days, you know, Bandita and I got to have a sit down and talk to y'all about, uh, about the love boat. Um, one of these. Well, if one of you people decide to dress up as that guy, I will die from laughter. (laughs) What a truck could not do, you will do if you dress up like that guy and do any one of the seven dance moves that he does (laughs) the seven dance moves of doom or if you smell his pants that'll just send me away uh why did he smell the pants uh, there was an episode okay to put this in context there was an episode of love boat where there was an exotic dancer this i think this was season four season five and uh you know the episode four yeah exotic dancer takes off his pants rips it uh, Captain Subin catches it, and there's like a split second where he sniffs the pants. Why did he do that? Yeah, I don't a, know. Is he checking? Great question. Is he checking that his that his clients are clean, or is this is this is nice? This is wool, isn't it? I don't know what he's checking on that Me one. Me neither. Um. Okay. So I digress. So. The Suicide Squad uh, released uh, just this, I guess, past week uh, in the theaters. In the and, sixth. Yeah. And uh, HBO Max is the third movie in the, I guess, the uh, the much mixed received, I guess you love it or hate it, uh, you know, Suicide Squad universe it's a dc universe film and uh i i would say i i like this uh i like this quite a bit it was much better than the first one i think the first one was trying a little too hard to be um deadpool maybe i don't know no i don't think so i think it was trying too hard to be serious like we're legit like take a serious maybe maybe okay and intern mike is like really uh, shushy on the subject. Uh, uh, I'm just. Well, I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Oh, about okay, it. okay. Yeah. So the first, the first film, you know, like I said, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, you, you know, it um, put Margot Robbie on the map, and uh, you know, I guess you know that was kind of the high point. You know, a billion Halloween costumes can't be wrong. Um, but you know, the, I I think that the 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 lot of the story felt a little like kind of loose and there's a lot of loose ends and the whole thing with the enchantress was just you know who the heck is in the i mean unless you're like a real hardcore like you know comic fan like you wouldn't maybe know who the enchantress is you know the dc version of the enchantress i'm not talking about like the thor universe enchantress right who i think is probably a little bit well known she's a bad guy she's like a villain uh, uh, in Thor's kind she of, she a bad guy, uh, bad guy, or Billy Eilish kind of bad she, guy? No, she's like the Billy Eilish kind of bad guy. I think it's Eilish, isn't it? Eilish, no, it's, it's Eilish. It's whatever you want it to oh, be. Oh wait, wait, wait! It's it's Billy Il 
ish. There no, you go. It's it's eyelash. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Oh, okay. Bill Y. <laughs> Bill Y. The science guy. <laughs> Bill Y. The bad guy. <laughs> Bill Y. The bad guy. Uh, you know, and um, and then you had the the sequel, which you know had I think a lot more creative input and control from Margot Robbie because you know there was things that she was not willing to do. Uh, you know, she did not want to be like uh, objectified in the second film, and you know, um, and so there was she got a- rid of some of her tats. Yeah, unnecessary. Right, and. Um, and so this, the second movie was more about kind of empowerment. And I think there was a lot of good ideas like thrown around, I think, but they didn't, some of it just didn't quite land. Although I, I liked the fact that they brought in like Renee Montoya, who I thought was one of the best characters in that film. I'm uh, talking about Birds of Prey now? Birds of Prey, yeah. Okay. So the second film, right? Okay, I got to bring you back to topic, dude. I know. Uh, I But that brings me to the Suicide Squad, which you know, kind of acts like birds of prey in a way didn't even happen. Right. There was no referencing that. So you didn't need to see birds of prey, um, to, you know, to, to, uh, enjoy this film, which I did. Uh, I think it was, well, it wasn't totally about that character. Right. Right. Actually, in my opinion, I'm thinking, given the 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 press like the the ads uh, how much like uh harley quinn's character like shows up she's very in that very uh seldom in the film um just certain key moments it really actually circles around uh like idris elba's character and uh, john cena's character and kind of like the conflict between that which brings me to uh, intern Mike. Intern Mike, can you take it away? Can you uh, can you do a really quick synopsis of this? Can you do the Space Jam magic with this one? Oh yeah. Okay. So Idris Alba. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, are, are we doing? <laughs> do you, Do you want me to do spoilers, or do you want me to like make it so incomprehensible that it makes sense but it doesn't? Uh. I think you should just spoil it. If it the, okay, if you, here's the part where you can turn back and go watch a, yeah, and go the, watch the Suicide movie. Squad before. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't watch Suicide Squad. Watch the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad never happened. It's a figment of your imagination. Right. It, it never happened. There was no Will Smith getting jiggy with the with the with the dead shot and wasn't that bad just the plot wasn't any good yeah yeah yeah, it wasn't bad the characters were nice the characters were good in suicide squad it it had like a lot of really good things going for it too many flashbacks too but yeah a lot of flashbacks and like thematically like it was written pretty bad like the story was pretty bad <laughs> like i'm pretty sure there you was mean, a scene the plot the, the, the synopsis plot. yeah yeah i'm pretty sure there was a scene where they're literally like the humans like technology so we're going to build a machine to kill them mm. <laughs> like mm. dude Just that's like, like a ghostbusters 3 they i think we said that yeah. so if you want to uh you know listen to our uh, our previous show we actually do a more in-depth review of uh of suicide squad okay so go for it no no go don't don't hold back because it's got to make sense and you know i'll call this guardians of the suicide squad oh. you like that oh 
I like that. Guardians of the Suicide yes. Squad. That's good. That's yeah. good. Volume four. Yeah. Five. Ten. Yeah. Volume ten. Uh, so Idris Elba, he's Bloodsport. He's a pretty cool character, mercenary type thing. He's got like a lot of high tech gadgets and whatnot. He's in prison uh, with all the other members of the Suicide Squad. Tell him why he's in prison. Um, he's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. That's which badass. Which is pretty badass, yeah. Uh, so he's called upon to do one of the Suicide Squad missions, but he doesn't want to because, you know, the Suicide Squad, uh, it's in the name. They hold his daughter pretty much like hostage against him. She, she did a petty crime, but, you know, they threatened to take it all the way to court and then to like put her in prison. And she could be charged as an adult, even though she's 16. So, you know, that's how they twist his arm again to go to the uh, the mission. Now, the mission is all about Project Starfish, and that does not mean a butthole. It means something entirely different. And he's... Uh, Tell that to Fred Durst, by the way. Yeah, Fred Durst. Who's Fred Durst? Good point. <laughs> so, you know, the Suicide Squad is split into two teams because there's so many people. Uh, team one, you have Harley Quinn, uh, Flag... Uh, Javelin, uh, the ferret, whatever thing. I don't even think it was given the a name. The weasel. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is a Polly Shore. I don't even know. I'm um, the weasel. No, it didn't. Oh. It also had butthole eyes, Pete Davidson uh-huh. on Aww. there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, took care of those butthole eyes. Also sure. had Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Blonde Mary Poppins. Blonde I, Mary I Poppins. always forget his name. Uh, Yondu. Yeah, it's Yondu, but I mean, mm. like... It's also what's his face on The Walking Dead. He had a really cool like scythe hand type thing. It was yeah, like a knife yeah. hand. I think that was it for Team One. Oh, oh, TDK. Right, also. TDK. Yes. Yeah, TDK. The detachable. Yeah, kid, the detachable kidney. kid. The detachable kid. Um, and then Team Two had. This is a really lame team if you think about it. Oh yeah, no, it was it was pretty. It, bad. it was supposed to be that that was the that was the joke. Oh, and man. Captain Boomerang was there too. So oh yeah, he, he from had, the first yeah. one, it was like Captain. But he survived, right? And he, you know, he was the heart of the team. I'm just yeah, saying. and you know, uh, Team Two had a lot of the like main ish characters. So you had like John Cena, Idris Elba, King Shark. Voiced by um, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Remember the 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 object of this our mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, he's the thing that ties all this together. He's the little breadcrumbs that are scattered throughout this whole episode. Um, you also had Polka Dot Man, uh, Ratcatcher Two. Yeah, that, that was and the role he was born to play. Yeah, Stallone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five words. Finally. Um, and they're both split into two teams. They're both taking on different fronts of this island that's kind of going through like political chaos. Uh, old like head of household is out. New head of household is in. Uh, there's also an old like Nazi base where they were doing Project Starfish, and that's the main objective of the Suicide Squad is to go in there and stop the project. Uh, turns out Project Starfish is, uh, Starro the Conqueror, who is a giant starfish, uh, who tends to fight against, like, the Justice League in the comics. He's, like, a big-time threat. Oh, yeah, he's from, he's from, he's from way back, like, Starro. He, it, what, I don't even know. But, yes, yeah, Starro. 
Yeah, Star of the Conqueror is like from the Silver Age of, uh, you know, of comics. Been yeah. around for a while. He's one of the big baddies where like you have all the single issue, uh, solo career comics kind of join forces to take him down. He's like a big threat. Um, so pretty much like most of the movie is just spent of them going through the island trying to get to uh, Starro. Uh, Harley Quinn gets captured. She has, like, her own little side story. Um, Which wraps up kind of nicely, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. really pleased that it wrapped up the way it did. And so, um, yeah, I like that. Uh, they find out that Project Starfish is actually a U.S. scheme to try and, like, harness the power of Starro. So, you know, uh, tensions are high. People are turning on each other. A lot of people die. I think there's only like what like three or four members left by the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's pretty. It lives up to its it, name, and it's like, you know, no one is uh, no one is safe except for John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say it, say it. It's John Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it was expected. John Cena, really? Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite of unexpected. John Cena. Yeah, um, and then you know it ended with Starro being unleashed. The last member, the last members of the Suicide Squad, decided to go against orders and take down Starro, and it was like a pretty awesome fight. Yeah, there 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 was some nice uh, you know foreshadowing, and then there was payoff. I mean, you know, if you've watched anything like any of the Guardians films, then you know you kind of got the idea of the kind of the the, the tone. Uh, and you know the flow of the of the film, you know, because just like Guardians, you know, there's some parts that really move really well, and there's some really cool stuff that's done, but then there's some parts that kind of drag because people yeah. gotta talk, um, and so because things have to get you know details have to get fleshed out, so well, that relationships got to be made right. Don't part of the movie is dedicated just to creating this team and bringing it to life and the, the relationships between them. That way there's some sort of feeling when someone, someone dies. Right. Yeah. Right. You have to <laughs> get hurt. You have to, yeah. Or is in peril. Right. So you got to get worried. That was missing. From yeah. The first so all in all, I mean, I, I liked it. I wouldn't mind watching it again sometime in the sure. future. If I'm, if I'm bored, you know, um, you know, so, Yep. But end of the day, King Shark was the best character. And a bit of trivia here, King Shark is a shark. Yeah, King Shark was a shark. Yeah. Do you guys remember his name? Nanawe. Ooh, man, that was Very good. Nanawe. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you remember Lilo and Stitch? That's who Lilo was trying to feed on Sandwich Day. That's just, that's another little bit of trivia right there. Yeah, King nom Shark. Nom. Yeah, <laughs> it's sandwich day. Nom nom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so just like how uh, you know, uh, Duke Kaboom was the role <laughs> that John Wick was born to play. His name is not John Wick. <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves. Just like Keanu Reeves was born to play King Shark. Finally, finally. No, oh, the role that Keanu was born to play is your Huckleberry. <laughs> You've been after that dude since God knows when. You put him in a box. A Bill and Ted box. It was wrapped in Bill and Ted wrapping paper. 
and you never wanted him to leave. That wrapping paper was signed by Johnny Utah. I'm just <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, all right. So that's yeah. That's our kind of our really somewhat brief. Uh, you know, we didn't want to tell too much. No, no. There's a lot more to say. Right. I actually, you know, the Harley Quinn right. uh, character, I feel like should only be rated R. I feel like making that character PG thirteen is a mistake. Uh, yeah. yeah, doesn't doesn't do it justice, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's I think it's got to be used uh, uh, preciously. I think um, because it is like some one of the bright spots that you know that the the live action films have going for it. I mean, thankfully, the, the, the Snyder Cut was, like, really cool and uh, kind of made me forget about the non-Snyder Cut. And, uh, you know, so it's all going in a good direction, I, I think. I think. Yeah, and then they're going to have the uh, John Cena spinoff, too. Right, right. So HBO for, Max. For all you John Cena fans out there. Senta. Like, yeah, John the Senta. John the Senta. Thank uh, you. There's going to be a lot of, lot of that going around. Um, all right, so... Uh, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, our, our better late than never, uh, review of the 1986, uh, Sylvester Stallone film. Cold classic. Cold classic. It would have to be, uh, Cobra. 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 Now a little side note. Cobra. Obviously we have the Stallone collection. Mm Mm-hmm. And it actually has Cobra on the cover of it. Right. That's how important Cobra is. <laughs> and he has his mirror shades. He has his laser sight gun mm-hmm. and his matchstick in his mouth. Right. And enough five o'clock shadow in which to light that matchstick if necessary. I could be... I could beat Cobra at the five o'clock shadow game. I'm yes. just, just letting you know. And in the in the name, I don't know if I can describe the packaging, but it, it says Stallone Collection, and the O in Stallone is like a bullet. No. Like, like shot through. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bullet hole. Bullet hole. Look oh at that. Oh my gosh. Right. And so then, uh, you know, it's got Cobra, Assassins, Tango and Cash, the Specialist. I called it Erasure at the last. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Anyway, Demolition Man. So we're going to wash them in order because that is how I feel Stallone would want it to be. Because the collection is in that order and that's how I'm going to do it. That's how King Shark would want it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You just don't know, but the the Suicide Squad is right before Cobra. Got to watch King Shark before Cobra. He had to go through Cobra to make it to the Suicide Squad. So, uh, Marion Cobretti. Marion Cobretti. Marion. Cobra for short. Cobra for short. Okay. He, he also has a gun with a cobra. Just in case you missed the, you know, the point. On the handle. Yes. Um, okay. So let's set, let's set the scene here. It's 1986. Uh, you know, it's uh, Cobra's time. part of the zombie squad. The zombie so- squad. Uh, not Explain the what the zombie squad. squad is. It is a squad of zombies that are out for brains. Wow. Nope. Wrong again, Robert. Okay, so. I mean, Pickle, pickle. Bandit. Thank you. <laughs> 
Are you going to edit that one out? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So, the, talk to me stuff. like I wasn't paying he attention. He talks about his middle name. He said Brian. Talk to <laughs> he me. said Brian. Brain? No, the zombies Brian. watch your middle name? No, yes. he said Brian. Talk, like like <laughs> the Brian with oh the pickle. Talk to me like I wasn't paying attention to what the zombie squad was zombie squad mm. is a group of cops that come out only at night to fight the most depraved of criminals on their own level they don't follow procedures <laughs> they don't follow rules they don't wear uniforms they don't even read the miranda rights <laughs> basically and they eat the tips of pizzas <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they cut them off and eat while the they clean their guns yeah and count their grenades. And their gun stuff is in a carton of eggs. They don't drive around in cop cars either. They drive in 1950. They have the license Muscle plate. Cars. Muscle cars. Awesome car. 50. Right. And just in case you, you know, didn't uh, didn't get that. Uh, okay, so it's Christmas. And the Los Angeles is being... Cesspool. A cesspool. You know, not like it is now. Crime and... And uh, a gang, almost a cult of cultish gang murderers uh, called the uh, Twin Axe people. Um, called the Twin Axe people. They're not the Twin Axe people? Okay. No, they're called the Twin Axe humanoids. Okay. <laughs> so this gang. You gotta be more inclusive. So, uh, what, what are they called? I want to say it's like a new order. Is it just a new world? New NWO? The NWO? Okay. So the NWO, the New World Order, uh, they are uh, a a cult of murderers. And that's what they do. They they just go out and murder uh, defenseless people. It's a new order. Yeah, okay. It's a new order. Which, you know, kind of, it was Joy Division before, but then, you know, the lead singer passed away and then they reformed. And You know what? Had Joy Division had no chance of survival? Not really. Not, they were too awesome to, they were too awesome to last. They were too depressed to last. They were way too depressed to last. (laughs) Oh my God. Just That is like depressing for depressed people right <laughs> if you've ever listened to the nine inch nails cover of dead souls which was you know on the crow soundtrack and mm-hmm. that was originally a joy division song you got a good idea of what their mm-hmm. you know thing was um anyway so yeah so it's a uh, new order killing people uh and then uh in the middle of the day their attacks start becoming more brazen they're out in the day in a supermarket uh and in ter marion cobra cabretti yeah Yeah, uh they didn't want to call him in because he's part of the zombie squad but they had no choice right because this was everybody knew what was going down the cameras were there so they needed it to be done yes by not not by the book nope and so there's a shootout, Cabretti. Uh, there's a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. One of the you know followers, uh, you know, starts you know killing people inside the store, and uh, he has it, a bomb. Right, he has a bomb, and a quote unquote, and uh, so Cabretti comes in, uh, you know, foils the hostage situation by you know, by aggress- by drinking a Coors. By drinking a Coors. <laughs> Throwing it across 
the room. Sacrificing a Pepsi display. And, uh, you know, you know, it was weird. You know, in movies like this, you know, Vandita and I can't just help by noticing like the packaging and yeah, it's great. Like old Rice and Pepsi and Pepsi. There was Free. a Toys R Us commercial. There was a Toys R Us commercial. And the giraffes and everything. Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas one. I remember that one. Um, it made me feel warm and fuzzy. Yes, it did. Um, and, uh, there was Pepsi, mm-hmm. there was Diet Pepsi, and, Pepsi. and there was Pepsi Free. Right, so that joke in Back to the Future where Marty wants a Pepsi Free, there's context for that, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so here we go. Uh, so Cabretti is on the case, right? So um, now we switch to what? Well, basically, there's this main bad guy that's in charge, but you can tell he's not in charge, so it's really weird. It is really weird. The the Night Slasher, who mm. really is played by Brian um, Thompson. Thompson, who you know is a big meaty guy. I think he used a lot of sword and sandals like stuff from the sure. '80s and you know sci-fi films, you know. And um, he was like an alien dude in the X Files, and. Um, you know, he was the right-hand man of the leader of the New Order, which you never really see, which is weird. Well, because there was an alternate ending where there was a leader, and it was one of those, the main chiefs in the police department. Right. And he was going to rip open his shirt and have a tattoo. Right. The New Order tattoo on. And be like, boogity-boo, it's me. <laughs> I'm the real bad guy. But it didn't happen. No. In fact, there were many scenes that were cut because they, were, they needed to get the R rating. It was too violent. Like it would have got an X rating if they would have left it in. And that messed with the continuity inside of the editing of the theatrical release. So this was during a time. This was the height of the 80s action star. Right, because you know you had Terminator was a couple of years already. Commando had been made. Here's some fun little trivia for you. What? Cobra started out as Beverly Hills Cop. What? Yes, yeah, Stallone was doing a treatment for Beverly Hills Cop, but then when he left the project, he took a lot of his ideas from that and put it into Cobra. I'm just trying to imagine Sylvester Stallone like putting a banana in somebody's tailpipe. <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't part of Stallone's treatment. Hello. <laughs> when they gave it to Eddie Murphy, it went in a totally different direction, just so you know. Pickle Bandit. <laughs> and then I got some CDs. And then I got Then you got some brine? I don't know. <laughs> and some water in a barrel? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> then I got a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry. It's late. Um yeah. Uh so uh w- okay, and then I'd int- like to hear what intern Mike has to say about Cobra. I don't know. He has has been very awfully silent on, on, on Cobra. Cobra was pretty cool, not gonna lie. Uh, I think the character of Cobra, like Stallone himself, had like a dry sense of humor, which was pretty funny. Uh, a good example being Stallone just previously stabbed and shot a man. Like he threw a knife in him and then shot him a bunch. Uh, and then he had a uh, conversation with his partner. The partner was eating like some junk food. And Stallone was like, you know what your problem is? 
You're too violent. It's all the sugar you've been eating. You need to have something more natural in your diet. And that, I don't know, just made me bust up laughing. That was very funny to me. Um, I will say that, yeah, his... Do, I, okay, I've never seen the film, okay? I've never seen the film. Only I knew it by reputation only. Um, and I was expecting, you know, this really kind of hard-boiled, just take no prisoner. And he was kind of guy, but yeah, it is the some of the line delivery was actually pretty tongue-in-cheek, and, you know, I, I do appreciate that. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, he used grenades on, like, one person. Yeah. And then everyone that got <laughs> shot by him, they couldn't just slump over and die. They had to go, ah! And, like, jump around and all that. I, I remember stuff. a fact you said was Cobra killed more people in the movie than the bad guys <laughs> yeah, killed. Yeah, it, it was, like, 52 <laughs> kills in the movie, and 41 of those were by Cobra. Cobra killed so many people without reading them their rights. <laughs> it was, like, amazing. And most of the deaths happened in the last, like, ten minutes of the film. Like, Cobra just starts mowing down people. The the, the whole, um, you know, conflict... Uh, <laughs> what about that last chase where they went through, like, an orange, <laughs> orange tree yeah, field? And then they went right into, from there, what we called the, the orange, orange juice, juice factory. factory. It was like a steel mill place. <laughs> it was a place, steel like, mill right next to an, an orchard yeah. that makes no sense. <laughs> This is where Donald Duck orange juice is made. Like, like even like the sky looked different. Like it was like an entirely yeah, it's different. Like, why why place. would you have that place in the middle of an orange grove? That makes no sense. <laughs> Oranges are very flammable. <laughs> what the heck? And uh, so the main conflict is okay. So you have this model who's played by Brigitte Nielsen, who at the time was Stallone's uh, real-life wife. wife. Um, and, uh, and she witnesses uh, some of a murder, or at least mm -hmm. she sees the killers, right? And so now she is wanted by the New Order, and, you know, so they relentlessly chase her. And it doesn't help that they have a member as part of the L.A. Police Department, you know, feeding information as to where she is. So that complicates things. It was a mole. Yeah. It was a lady cop that was assigned to the case, got herself assigned to the case. Yeah, she had a big mole. Uh, can we just talk a second about the cool knife that the bad guy has? Okay. It's a real knife. I wanted to really talk about cool. the mole, but okay, go on. It's a really cool knife. And they made specifically for that movie. Really? Yes. No, it's a trip because I have seen that knife at knife shops, mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm assuming that particular knife was so in demand mm -hmm. that replicas were made and sold at yep. knife shop. Like into the 2000s, I have seen like in malls, right? That knife. It basically has a grip that goes through like you put your fingers through it. It's oh, like that has spikes. Guard. Well, the knuckle guard with spikes on it. Right. And then it just comes, it's sort of like, it's not a straight blade. It's like rounded off. It's a curved blade. Curved blade, yes. Yeah. Wow. So it made people want that knife, and it also made people want a laser sight on their firearms. Not enough to actually make it a thing. Okay. Maybe in a different country. 
maybe i don't you it was know, never used here i have seen you know like i used to watch look at quartermaster you know um you know army surplus magazines right uh and like rambo knives they used to sell and they used to sell things like laser sights for your firearms you know mm-hmm. um it was a thing in some circles i guess well, that particular gun never made it oh, to like. Oh no, no. Um, and so it sort of looks like a semi-automatic, but it's not and hard to explain, really. And, and so you have uh, to continue. You have Brigitte Nielsen's character, who's a model and a witness, and so she's being protected and shuffled around, and you know, and then you know, central to the plot, and then she becomes uh, the love interest while they're on the road. And so just kind of like Hulk Hogan and no holds barred, you know, just like the rookie. Ro- <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the, so, um, you know, <laughs> what's that smell? Um, yeah. So they, they end up still running numbers. Yeah. He's sick. <laughs> this dude is running numbers while we're doing the show. I'm running numbers. Bad. The TikTok bad. numbers. Oh my gosh! No, his art numbers. Don't oh, okay. Me. <laughs> okay. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. That's what you are. <laughs> uh, and so it 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 all culminates in uh you know a chase scene um in Santa Clarita somewhere uh you know just out in the the brush and uh, then there's a standoff <laughs> in an orange orchard <laughs> right next to a steel mill, mill right. <laughs> Uh, there, of course, there's a shootout, right? You gotta find that place. <laughs> it's 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 in it's a filming location. I don't know if it's still there, but they had a list of filming locations. No way that that like the most that dangerous steel mill ever. Orchard is next to that steel mill in IRL. <laughs> no way. Like the most dangerous steel mill ever. Like there are places where you could just like step like walking paths where you could just be set on fire right this is ridiculous you just fall into liquid metal and there you go and you're gone <laughs> the mustafar factory <laughs> <laughs> right next to the, the orange crow <laughs> we gotta find that place so <laughs> it's over anakin i have the high ground and i have produce I have, I have all the Donald Duck orange juice. You have none. Can I can I ruin that scene for you? That's actually false. If you have the high ground, you don't have an advantage. Yes, but if you have oranges, you do. So yeah, there you don't that have scurvy. True. Star, I'm sorry to tell you this. It had less to do with the high ground than it had to him having to jump over. And it was a forced jump. Exactly. He was using <laughs> his powers to to do the jump, so he was vulnerable. He could have just force pushed Obi Wan and then jumped, right? Or use the force to move his little thing over the platform over to, you know. There's a couple. I'm, he could I'm have force choked Obi Wan from there. His powers were in turmoil, though. Yeah, he he expended a lot when he killed all the younglings, right? Michael? Yeah, and when he killed Padme too. Jeez. Uh, yeah, choked the heck out of her. It was a busy day. Force choked her. Busy yeah. day for Annie. Yeah, it's very violent. Day. Tired. All right. So and so it culminates in uh yeah this the uh, the showdown and helping the murder from, of Mace Windu too. Yes, that's when Cobra murdered uh, Mace Windu uh, at the very end. And uh, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> that is 
It's just a long day for Anakin. Like Mace Windu is like, what's in your wallet? And he said, this gun with the laser sight. And uh, yeah, that's that's how it all went down. Marion Cobretti would have made a great Jedi. <laughs> he would have made a great Jedi. I dare, uh, dare, I dare you to convince me that's not true. I'd have to think about that. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to think long. And he did not let deep. emotions get in the way. That's true. He didn't. Uh, he didn't let emotions get in the way. He didn't let uh, malnutrition get in his way. Like nope. every other scene, he was eating on the run. He's either eating someone else's hospital food or uh, apples, apples or tips of pizzas. He cut the tip off of a pizza. <laughs> it was in the freezer next to some eggs that was really his gun cleaning kit. He took the pizza out, opened it up, cut the tip off, cut the tip off, only ate the tip, put the tip on the table, closed up the pizza box, put it to the side. And ate the tip. That's the best part. That's where all the flavor is. That's where all the nutrients is. <laughs> the tip. Never uh, seen that in life. Never seen anyone do that in life. So, uh, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, I, I'm glad I, I took the time out to, 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 to see Cobra. I cannot wait to see the rest of the... Uh, There's a great montage, though, in that movie. Which one? With Brigitte Nielsen doing modeling. Oh, my gosh. Because she's modeling around, like, a bunch of robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, it's totally gratuitous and unnecessary. Right. The robots. I think ro- objectifying robots. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, a little fun fact. There's one part where she's wearing a wig that made her look modern. But that was actually her real hair. Oh yeah, because she had she had the rocky. She was wearing hair. a wig for like the whole other parts. Actually, of the movie. yeah, actually Beverly Hills Cop. She was in Beverly Hills Cop too, mm-hmm. and she was like the main bad guy. And uh, she was, of course, Rocky Four. I'm sure Sloan would agree that she's one of the main bad guys. <laughs> now, all right. So that was uh, our better late than never uh, review of uh, Cobra, starring Sylvester Sloan, Brigitte Nielsen, and uh, a bunch of people who look like they hadn't showered in weeks. Um, and uh, it was very sweaty. It's a very sweaty film. I yeah. I want to take a shower just just after watching it, and. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's rated R, and it's available uh, on streaming. And, should be rated X, though. And uh, uh, There is actually a version, whoa. a rated X version. No, it's for violence, dude. Well, don't get sure. it twisted. Sure, there's that part where Stallone and Brian and... No, don't get it twisted. It's oh, for okay. violence. It's a bootleg copy, and it's VHS. And it's very hard to get a hold of. And it's grainy and hard to see. But it's out there. But if I watch it, I'd only have seven days to live, though. Then Cobra's gonna get you and <laughs> slice, the t- slice the tip off of your pizza. And take it away, so all you have is the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that part that everybody leaves. You're not gonna die, so but gonna it's gonna get. feel like you died on the inside. He's gonna break no all your eggs. Your pizza. He's gonna put his gun cleaning equipment in your eggs. That's uh, like torture to 
Breakfast will never be the same. Um, all right, everybody. So that's uh, that's about it for uh, this this uh, episode of the Sandwich Board. Uh, Look forward to Assassins next. Yeah, uh, next on the 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 the, the hip raid is Assassins, uh, starring Sylvester Sloan and Antonio. I totally did not play Armand the Vampire Banderas. God, that's all you know him for, right? Yep. Are you just gonna <clears throat> forget Puss in Boots? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about his role in Philadelphia? He did a good job in that movie. He did an excellent job in Philadelphia. Jeez. What about Spy Kids? Uh, he did that? a great job in Philadelphia. Aww. And Spy Kids too. <laughs> Man. And so we'll be watching that. Uh, so we'll what about watch- the mariachi? What about Spy Kids 3? So we'll oh, be watching man. that uh, next week. And uh, so just be sure. I just want to point out, this also has Julianne Moore in it. It does have Julianne. Before she was like really really well known. Um, Isn't he Zorro? Julianne Moore? Yeah, absolutely. No, Julianne Moore is a woman. Yes, and also Zorro. No, Antonio Banderas. Oh my gosh. Uh, did you, you guys, say that name where uh, I'm taking the, the, the tips of both of your pizza slices? <laughs> did you say that one movie, that action movie? I'm going to serve you, hair? right? I'm going to serve you. And there'd be no tips on any of your slices. You had like a pizza. bunch of guns in a guitar no case. Did you already say that? Yes, that was the sequel to the semi sequel to El Mariachi. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I forget what it's Desperado. called. Desperado. That's that's exactly right. what I was so thinking. So it's Desperado, yeah. and then it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, so that's kind of uh, yeah. Um, that was a great by the way, Roger Assassins is. was co-written by the Wachowski brothers. Oh, really? When they were still brothers. well. Actually, yeah, when they were still brothers. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so just be sure to uh, share this out. Uh, you can also listen to past shows on www.sandwichboard.com. Any show suggestions, please send them to picklebended at uh, pickle, uh, sandwichboardshow.com. And uh, all right, so that's it. And uh, so I am the Piggle Bandit. No, I'm the Bandita. I'm Intern Mike. And I'm Intern Star. And it's your turn, I believe. Oh, uh, hope you didn't get bored watching the sandwich board. But if you did, oh well. Say la vie. Bye. I got a little bored again. <laughs>